Hello, everybody. My name is John, and welcome to the Lifted Inspiration Podcast. Since this is our first podcast, I just wanted to take the time to introduce myself. Uh, I'm a dad of four wonderful daughters, two of which were diagnosed with a terminal genetic disorder called eye cell disease, or mucolipidosis 2. The basic gist is that their bodies, the cells in their bodies, don't break down waste, which lead to complications in the airway and heart, and there's also other conditions like dwarfism. My second daughter, Alexis, passed away due to complications of her disorder in 2018. The reason that I thought about starting this podcast was to share my journey. As I was searching the interwebs, I noticed that the only real resource for parents with special needs came from medical groups. But this isn't just a podcast for parents with special needs. This, this is for anyone that may need a lift during a rough time. For those that might be in deep waters right now and need to see the light on the lighthouse on the horizon. You know, we often don't talk about some of the things that we experience in life and with good reason. I mean, who wants to discuss the most embarrassing, painful moments of our lives? It's so much easier to dive into modernism and self-medicate with food, alcohol, drugs, porn, work, or video games. Just pick your distraction. I just want to take the time to share my journey, the happiness, the pain, the questions, the doubt, and the joy. So I'm going to start when my daughter Alexis was born. Prior to that, Lauren and I married very young. In 2005, our first daughter was born, and you know we were just a young, poor couple with a kid living life. Um, however, when Alexis came into the world, a lot of things changed for us. Um, it was a pretty, it was a pretty normal uh, pregnancy for Lauren. Uh, there were there were no complications. And um, when Lauren gave birth to Alexis, the first one of the first things Lauren said to me was, "She doesn't look like us." And it, it was a little strange. I remember the nurse having a very concerned look. And she very quickly took Alexis from Lauren and said that she just needed a little bit of help and that she'd be right back. I just thought that she looked a little different because, you know, sometimes babies swell after they're born and it just takes some time for the swelling to come down. The next thing I remember, I was in another section of the maternity ward and they had this clear square tent-like thing over her and they were just pumping oxygen in. And I remember Alexis screaming. And it was just really super chaotic. And one of the nurses or the doctors um, sat me down and just said, we can't get the amniotic fluid out of her lungs. She's drowning, and we're going to rush her to a local hospital that has a intensive care unit. So I left the hospital. I actually beat the transport unit to the other hospital. And she got... Alexis got settled into the into the PICU that was there. And I, I just remember, I don't even remember for how long, but I remember standing next to her on, I think it's called an isolette, which is this uh, kind of crib thing where n- doctors and nurses can kind of walk up and do their assessments, but it's at like chest level. And so I remember standing there for for hours just with my head next to her. 
And then I remember, I don't, I don't know how long it was. It was definitely a few hours. Lauren, like, walking in, and I was like, what the heck? You know, you just gave birth. What are you doing here? And, you know, of course she's going to come, you know. It's mama. And we just sat there for, for hours. I, I don't specifically remember what time of day it was I, when we were sat down by the staff at the hospital. I think it was during the day. I remember there being a bedroom next to the PICU. And that was when the doctors and nurses told us that they had consulted with Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Alexis had eye cell disease, and it was more than likely that she wouldn't live past age five. It, it was devastating. I, I remember the front part of my head felt empty. And I, I couldn't process what they were telling me. The hospital told us we could stay the night because we didn't want to leave her. And they informed us that I, I'm pretty sure the following evening she was going to be taken to the NICU at Children's Hospital in Philadelphia. That night, Lauren and I took turns sitting with Alexis. I remember during the overnight at one point, the uh, attending doctor called me to his desk inside the NICU, and um, he just sat with me. And he explained to me how they diagnosed her, what they looked for, what they found. But I remember he just sat there and talked with me for, for hours, you know? And it was, it felt... It was nice. You know, to this day, I don't know who the doctor was that was, um, that sat with me. I'm not really sure the, the um, day it was. I believe it was June 8th or June 9th. They kind of blend together. But uh, I never forgot what he did for me. On the day that Allie was going to be moved to CHOP, which is the abbreviation that we use for, Chester, for uh, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, I don't think Lauren and I had slept for about three days. And so we were actually going to head right over to CHOP when the transport team arrived and, um, and meet her there. And the doctors were like, absolutely not. They were like, you haven't slept in three days, you know, however many days. You guys need to go home. There's going to be all kinds of things that they're going to do when she gets there anyway. You need to rest. And then you can go to the hospital the next day. They were... It was pretty much like, no, you're not. I think it's like the first time I've ever had a doctor be like, no, you're not doing that. It was a very long drive home from Chester County Hospital. And I remember Lauren looking at me and saying, what are we going to do? And I, I, don't, I don't remember talking much um, up until that point. I just, I don't remember I remember there was like lots of crying. And throughout the day, there was this song that just kept moving through my head. And I kind of kept humming it. Um, it, was just, it was just there all day. And uh, it's an older song now, I guess. And it's uh, Blessed Be Your Name by Matt Redman. And two lines kept going through my head. 
when the darkness closes in, still I will praise. And there was a portion of the bridge that says, you give and take away, my heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. And I just told Lauren that I was just going through my head all day. And, you know, there were more tears and crying. And I just said, I don't know if it was the rebellious part of me, but I just said that we're not going to let our circumstance, circumstance dictate Alexis's life. We're going to give her as many experiences as we can, and we aren't going to hide in the house, and we're going to give her the best life that we can. And, and we, kind of, we kind of agreed on that. And we, and we also agreed that we were going to stay faithful. I know that might make some people listening uncomfortable. Um, we're not trying to be preachy. We're just trying to be real. This is who we are. And um, we didn't realize the power in that, which I'll, I'll get to in a little bit. Alexis ended up spending about a week at Children's Hospital Philadelphia before she was released. And that's, that's when our journey really began. You know, if I, if I look back at that whole time, there was like a couple of things that really got us through that, that, that first shock, right? That first explosion of life. Number one, it was family. <clears throat> Excuse me. I couldn't tell you the amount of support that we received from friends and family. I, I don't even think that we were alone except at night. I, I, I don't remember much because it was just so crazy, but I do remember not being alone ever. And then there was the drive home from Chester County Hospital. And I, I have to, it's, it's been almost 16 years and I didn't even realize the impact of, of that drive home until just a few months ago. Um, looking back and sitting down and putting this project together, I, I really realized what, how, how much of an impact that drive home had. And so Lauren and I made some, some declarations. And the first one was that we were going to remain faithful to each other. The second one was that we were not going to, we weren't going to be shut-ins. We, we were going to give Alexis the best experiences we could. We were going to do as much stuff as we could with her. And we were going to give her the best life that she could possibly want. And uh, the last one was that we, we were going to continue to be faithful to God. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not trying to be preachy, but I, I do want to be real. And I, I really feel like that's what we would call like a declaration or an act of con confession. And I, I think looking back now, that's probably one of the most powerful things in the universe. Because don't get me wrong, having a terminally ill child rocks your world. Uh, having two is uh, quite, a, quite a thing. And I know that some of you listening here have experienced that or are experiencing that. And there is pain. But the act of confession helps you through that pain and push through that pain and work through that pain. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into that as we can continue going through here in my journey. I just want to encourage you that whatever you're going through right now, maybe your job stinks, maybe your marriage isn't going great, maybe you're struggling with addictions, tell somebody. Tell somebody you trust. 
you know, just, just you know, come aside with them and just be like, hey, man, this is really, this is really getting to me. And then at the same point, you know, choose to, to not do those things. Make a declaration. Even if you're not spiritual, write it down. If, if, you know, if, you, if you believe in God, if you believe in prayer, if you are spiritual, when that, when that thing comes to your mind, that doubt, that fear, that struggle, immediately confess it. Be like, Lord, I'm not, I'm not doing that today. You know, if you're not, when that thing comes to your mind, give yourself a positive affirmation. Be like, no, not today. Not today. I'm choosing to go to, to, to make this decision to not do this right now. You'd be surprised at the power that's behind that. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to wrap it up with, uh, with Alexis. Like I said, uh, she spent about a week in the hospital and, um, that was when she came home. That was, that was when the journey really started. So I'm going to try to do these once a week, get these out. And uh, as always, though, if, if you need prof- this, this podcast is not meant to uh, supplement professional help. If, if you're struggling uh, and need therapy, please, please consult a, a professional. And then also we're, we're going to get into, again, experiences that we experienced. I'm sorry, experience. We can, things that we experienced um, with having a special needs kid. And so this, this podcast is not medical advice. This is just us sharing our journey. And I'll always like, if you need medical advice, please consult your doctor. Just want to thank you for taking the time to listen and look forward to talking soon. All right, guys. Have a great day.